Good morning, campers. I was just sitting here uh, before I started. Was just jamming out to some little red Corvette. Uh, just sitting here with my coffee, looking out over the campgrounds. Uh, this song is so good, and I just want to get to like my favorite part of the song. Let's get to it. Uh, great song to start your day. Where is it? It's coming up here. Hold on, just just ride, just ride with this for a little bit while we uh, while we get settled in the camp here. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> right here. Ah, it's when those two background singers come in. It's uh, it's so good. So um, yeah, so yeah, I, I was just listening to that and wanted to share that. Wanted to share that the morning energy with you guys. Uh, so yeah, welcome back to camp. Here we go. And I'm watching Inside Training Camp. Hey, there we go. A shout out Los Angeles Chargers. That's my squad. Um, let's get to the real shit here. Let's get to Comet. Uh, what do we got on Comet today? So it is ten fourteen. <coughs> July 10th, 10-14, July 10th. Um, oh, fuck, no, August 10th, August 10th. What am I talking about? Um, all that talk about August, <laughs> I fucking forgot. Oh, Mac and me, let's do this. I remember this movie. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, it's this paralyzed kid that gets an alien? Fuck, how much blow was being done in this production meeting? Um... Although, is that like a coked up? Of course. Yeah, actually, of course it is. And these guys, I've never seen this movie. I always saw it. You'd think I would have seen this movie because I always saw it. Um, wow. What, now, is this inappropriate? <laughs> I can't. Wait, is that? I never saw Mac and me. Wait a second. Is this the one from the 90s? Yeah, from the early 90s. Um, please tell me that that'd be amazing if they re- remade it. Mac and me, 1988, what? I thought this was from like 94. <laughs> wow, they just yanked that kid off the wheelchair into the van. That takes fucking strength. To both pull him up, they pulled him in the wheelchair up into a van, but he was also wheeling the wheelchair um, to keep up with the van while also having an extraterrestrial on his lap. Wow, oh Jesus, 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's... Wow! Ouch! Adapted from ET, the extraterrestrial. Oh, so this is just a this is just a fucking poor man's ET. This is like the this is like if ET was like a stoner movie. Um, wow! Because I mean, like like last week I was talking was I talking I was talking about like Friday the Thirteenth last week, and there's so many like cheesy knockoffs of Friday the Thirteenth throughout the eighties. But this is definitely like the ET knockoff, a group of kids with an alien. Uh, um, Wow, and that's what let me get. Yeah, that's supposed to be like the Drew Barrymore. This girl with that's just not as cute as Drew Barrymore was, or has the star quality that she had. Um, and just the fact that they put her hair in pigtails isn't enough. Wow, and this girl with that fucking old eighties McDonald's um, like like rugby shirt. Oh man, this is great. <laughs> this, oh my, I'm so glad that I'm a not hungover. B on on mushrooms because this this uh, this extraterrestrial it looks totally just I mean they all look fake but like although E T I don't know like E T was I mean it, it looked fake but 
there was a quality to ET that this just looks ridiculous. Like he, they got this alien in this like nighty, and now they're out in the Palm Springs by the the windmills in Palm Springs. Wow, this will be fun. I'm gonna probably have a lot of uh, cutting back to this movie if I'm on a if I'm on a, a rant about something. No, like ET never feels cheesy. It really doesn't. It's so good. That movie's so good. This is just. I didn't even know there were like, okay, when I saw this at the video rental store, obviously it hadn't even occurred to me that there were like ET, like ET knockoffs. Like, why would you even bother? Like Friday the 13th, you can kind of knock off because as much as I love Friday the 13th, there's a cheesiness and a campiness to it. But, but like ET, there's really not a cheesiness or a campiness to it. Even though ET, the, the alien does look absurd. It's just classic. I mean, this is like, <laughs> it's so funny. We used, my family used to live in Turkey and we got these socks, uh, uh, one time and you could get like knockoffs there, like socks and shoes and shit. And there were these Adidas socks, but in Turkey we got them for super cheap. Cause instead of Adidas, it was Adidas with an O <laughs> and that's basically what Mac and me kind of reminds me of. Good God. <laughs> this is great. I wow. I I always thought this was from the nineties. Uh, I must be thinking of something else. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, like I said, with, with the way this alien looks and like the t-shirt he's wearing, and like the t-shirt kind of hangs down off his neck a little bit. Like it's a, it's like a loose t-shirt because because he's skinny. So the t-shirt fits him like t- like how loose t-shirts kind of fit like skinny meth addicts or like just skinny dudes in general. Um, <laughs> that's how the t-shirt fits him. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's kind of thick in the back. Damn. This is, this is great. Uh, I, shit, I could probably dedicate the whole episode to Mac and me, uh, but I won't. But uh, yeah, so welcome back. Hope you guys are well. Wednesday, midweek. August. Um, let's get into it here. Uh, so last night I saw, um, I saw Elvis, the Elvis movie and, uh, okay. I look, I love Elvis. I, I, I love Elvis. And you know, I, I, I was never, I never needed the Elvis. This is the weird thing. I never really needed an Elvis biopic. It like, I never asked for it. There was a really good documentary about Elvis. Um, I want to say maybe five years ago. I think it was on HBO. That was great. That just like laid it all out. Cause you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that like the, the gyrating stuff he was doing in the fifties was like, it kind of like it made him famous, but also kind of ruined his career because he was arrested, uh, which is insane. But then, and then he went into the army to try to clean up his look. And that actually led into like his movies and like, and and that and that worked and that made him famous and a lot of money and then he kind of rebelled against that with this great NBC special and then that transition and then he was done with like the colonel but then he went out to Vegas and was like wait a second I get this whole arena to myself <laughs> and he gets to, t- to work on his big big sound and and everything and it's pretty it's a pretty fascinating musical journey um for sure but i i don't know i was never dying for like the elvis biopic i was never like where is that we need that um and uh, but but that wasn't a huge gripe because because whatever you see an elvis biopic you're gonna go see it because he's the he's he's the king (laughs) but like oh boy they just found this tunnel of all these other aliens okay fuck um 
So all these other Macs, wow, that one's got a fucking gut. Uh, <laughs> they all have like beer bellies, these aliens. Um, so, okay, you know what? I didn't love the movie, and I'll, but I'll get into the positives. The guy who plays uh, Elvis, I believe his name is Austin Butler, absolutely knocks it out of the park. So if you want, if you, it's worth seeing for him because he's great, and I've never seen him in anything. I think he's pretty, uh, he's fairly new or... Maybe he just kind of hasn't had like his breakout, but he's fantastic in it. And I thought the whole movie, I was like, man, this kid deserved a better movie because it's directed by Baz Luhrmann. Okay. So the, the guy that directed like Moulin Rouge and um, the great Gatsby and Romeo and Juliet, like very like, heavily stylized, very flashy movies. Um, and like, I, I, I'm just, I'm wondering what that like, production meeting was where it's like Elvis from like from Memphis you know the deep south blues religion like you know segregation uh um it's just like just the south at that time and and like the music and the, the vibe the vibe of that like like that was my problem with the movie is that honestly the way that he captured uh, like Memphis and the South at that time, it felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like a, one of those like Southern rap videos from like 2002. <laughs> That's what it fucking felt like. And it was driving me crazy. I'm like, this is the fifties in the South and you're filming it like a, like a Bubba. It was, it felt like a Bubba sparks of music video. It was real glossy and and their their film he films the scene where Elvis one sec where Elvis I got my coffee this morning actually I'm drinking water but it's truly good morning campers um there's a there's a there's a mist coming up off the uh, off the lake at camp uh the campers are still asleep and uh, I'm just got my coffee on my screened in porch um but uh yeah, that that was my problem with it is is that there's a scene where Elvis hears the hears like you know blues for the first time he hears i think it's it's that's all right he hears this this old bluesman singing it and 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 it's like a it's like kind of in a shack but then you go into the shack and there's just a gloss to it like the the bluesman's kind of dressed nice and there's these there's these people in there dancing that like they they're wearing like dresses and suits and i'm just like okay maybe 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 <laughs> like maybe but like but probably not <laughs> okay but probably not these i feel like the places where elvis was 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 discovering this music were real ragtag fucking places uh, and like i i, I again like it it, it didn't fit i just it was too glossy looking it just was and it was First of all, Tom Hanks, like, uh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like old Tom Hanks. I like, I like old Tom Hanks, like from, from the eighties and like early part of the nineties. I'm not into new, I guess it's new Tom Hanks and old Tom Hanks, but new Tom Hanks. I'm not into it. I'm just not, I don't think he's made a really meaningful movie in a while. And he just put on a fat suit and has this really kind of silly accent and it's annoying. I, I I didn't think he was that great. Um, and I hear Oscar talk, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, all right. I mean, do we really even trust what the fucking Oscars even say anymore? But like, the uh, so so he he's doing this like voiceover thing in the beginning, 
and it's it's just fucking cheesy. I I don't know. I understand why it was Baz Luhrmann uh, on paper because Elvis is like this is larger than life, and even as a kid, and and just him in general. There's something just like not real about him and something otherworldly about him. And I understand his shows were a spectacle. They were big, flashy, the gyrations. I, I get I get all of that. Okay, but but at the same time it did happen in Memphis. And Memphis no disrespect to Memphis. I really like Memphis. But Memphis is a fucking it's a pretty rugged city. And and again, they film it like it's a fucking rap music video and there's even there's even music throughout the movie especially the first part of the movie that that it's like updated remixes of old songs and and elvis songs like kind of like a like a hip-hop beat to like an elvis song and i'm like no and i get what they're doing they're trying to appeal to a younger audience i totally get it it just it took me out i couldn't i just couldn't connect with anything in the movie because it was so flashy and so just flashy and 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 glossy and I, that I, I i couldn't like i couldn't i couldn't settle into it like to me walk the line is kind of like the like when you think of the best music biopics i think walk the line's kind of the best one um and i'm not like a i'm not like a huge johnny cash fan i i there's other country singers i like <clears throat> better than him but i mean he, he, johnny cash is is great um, and you know, I didn't know much about Johnny Cash before I saw Walk the Line. But but regardless, uh, Walk the Line, it's filmed. And, and now again, Johnny Cash isn't isn't as big of a spectacle as Elvis is. But like, I just I, I was able to sink my teeth into that movie a little bit more. I was able to settle into that movie because you, I, I felt like I was genuinely watching a story. With 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 Elvis, I just I didn't feel like I was really watching a story. I felt like I was watching like a really long like music or, or a movie trailer. Like it was like a two hour and 30 minute movie trailer. And I just, and as good as the kid is, as good as he is, and he's great. I just couldn't like, I didn't feel anything in the movie. Cause I, it was so hard to just kind of connect with anything. Cause it was so just fucking big and, and so much going on. And it was, it was hard to just connect with anything. And, and I, I gotta say like, can we kind of, can we kind of, how many more of these music biopics are we going left? Like who's, who's still on the docket here? Okay. Like we, 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 we took care of the Johnny Cash one, knocked that out of the park. We got the Ray Charles one. That, that one was solid. Uh, the James Brown one really wasn't that good. Uh, that guy deserved a better, a better bio like that. You know what? That was another thing. The James Brown biopic wasn't great. They got, but Ch- Chadwick Boseman was great. Uh, I, you know what? Get on up and and Elvis are very similar. The movies are not that great. <clears throat> the 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 people who play them are great, and that's that's enough to you know you can sit and watch it because if the performance is good, that that can sometimes help. But like when I, the, the, I, you know what, this is my problem with them. You have good performances and you have the music, but you don't. That's all you really have. And when I go to see a movie, I need more than that. Like, and that's kind of what I'm saying is that. These music biopics, they th- this is kind of like I'm, what I'm noticing is the problem with them. They rely too heavily on the music, and I know that sounds weird because it, you kind of have to because you're making it's a music biopic. Like if you don't have the music, what the fuck do you have? But that that's kind of my that's kind of where I'm. I need more. I need <clears throat> I need an emotional. 
I need something that I can that I can latch onto like emotionally or outside of the music. And I, I think that's what I liked about Walk the Line is that yeah, it's about the music, but it's it's kind of about so much more like than the than of that than that. Like it's about him and his dad. It's about him and his brother. It's about him and her. It's about him and his the girl he marries before uh, June Carter. Like there's just more. There's more. Um, there's more movie with Walk the Line, and 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 then the music is sort of just like the the B story. Kind of. I, I mean, I think like that's what's so good about that movie. Lately, uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocketman, Elvis, and Get On Up. It was a little. They they kind of. I feel like they 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 realized that they didn't have like that great of a story, so they really needed to to make those the musical numbers really 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 land. And and like the musical numbers in Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody are great because like the 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 fucking. Um, uh, the live aid scene at the end is, is awesome. Um, and, and the music scenes in, in the Elvis movie are good, but then when those aren't going on, you're just kind of like, eh, it's kind of boring. Like, like I, I just don't know what else was there. Um, and I'm trying to, that's my, the whole thing. I'm trying to think what else was really to Elvis. I mean, I think I'm not going to say he was an empty vessel. He wasn't an empty vessel as uh, musically, creatively artistically no but i'm wondering like i don't know that there was that much going on behind that i i don't know i I didn't walk away from the movie getting the sense like there was that much there um it was strictly like and and like they you know they there's some female characters like you know he he had a really good relationship with his with his mother and he actually had a really good relationship with both his parents um and but then like priscilla comes in and you don't really, you, just, you, you know, you don't really get, you don't really see how they meet. You just say that they met when he went into the military. You don't really spend much time with them and really to have anything to really latch onto to the point where when he says goodbye to them at the end, it's like, I don't really feel it because I've, I've, I haven't spent enough time with, with him and her and gotten to know like, what am I, what, what's my rooting interest here with the two of them? Like, it's very, the movie's very superficial. Um, it just is. Uh, and that, that's my review. <laughs> like it's, it's all an, a spectacle. Now here's the thing. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what Elvis was. He was kind of all spectacle. And then underneath it, there wasn't a ton there. Not really a good, uh, place to start w- as, as you, if you're making a movie, like, eh, I'm, I'm, you know, eh. <laughs> like I need a little bit more behind the curtain for a movie. Like, I, I'm sorry. I do. Um, and I'm really upset that they didn't get more into the uh, the, uh, the the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that, that Elvis used to eat. Because if they had gotten into that, then, okay, now now we're talking. Because <laughs> apparently that he used to love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with banana. That's like that was like his thing in Vegas. It was just like Vicodin and PB and J's. That was the king diet. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't love it. Uh, again, the kid, the, the go see it strictly for the kid, and yeah, but I I, I don't know. I'm good on music biopics. I they, lately they I don't think they've been that great. Um, like the Elton John one, I didn't like, uh, and I like that actor Taron Egerton, but I just I'd rather just sit and listen to Elton John than than see how much of like a wet noodle he was that Bernie Taupin wouldn't have sex with him. Like I I, I don't I just. I don't know that I really care. 
I, I think that's what it is. Like at the end when, when Elvis, when Elvis passes away, it's like, you know, it's supposed to be an emotional beat. And it's like, well, I knew Elvis was dead. <laughs> like I, I, you know, and I like, I guess it was, I guess the movie was kind of telling me something that I didn't already really know. <laughs> Literally. Uh, um, I remember there was one time Brandon came over and that we were about to do the pod. And I think we talked about it is that, um, it's the biopics with like the, 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 the words at the end, like he went on to da da da. They went on to, it's like, yeah, we know. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 t- I'm tired of the music biopics. They're, they're so redundant. Uh, and again, I, I've all, what I've also mentioned was, uh, was, um, was, uh, that it makes it makes Walk Hard literally like one of the best comedies of all time. That movie Walk Hard, I can't I can't say enough great things about it because it really they should just keep making they should just keep releasing that movie every time there's a music biopic out to remind us like how kind of dumb they are. <laughs> like they're just the, the, I, they're just all the same. And I gotta say, like Brandon and I wrote a Rolling Stones. It's not a biopic. We wrote about the Rolling Stones. We we wrote about the summer that they were exiled from the UK and they they lived in the south of France. They Keith rented this huge mansion and they had to go there because they owed a ton of money and they basically just said fuck you and just left, you know, because they're the fucking stones, you know. They can fucking do whatever they want. Um coolest motherfuckers alive. Uh they they actually aren't that cool because of all the research I've done on them. I was just like, eh. I, their music is great, uh, but like tough hangs uh, is all I'm going to say, or they seem like it. Um, uh, but so the movie is more about like them as people, them as like humans and how what they were going through personally b- b- bled into their work. Um, and there's not a lot of music of, of them playing music in the movie because they actually didn't record a lot of music. They're like, they did, but like they didn't record Tumbling Dice there. So we didn't write a Tumbling Dice set piece, uh, <laughs> you know, like because they didn't record it there. Now, granted, they might have done some rough rehearsals of it there and they maybe they wrote it there, but they didn't record it there. They, they recorded a lot of like blues covers there because the sound in the basement was so shitty. So our movie is more it, it, the the music in the movie is we Brandon and I had to go meet this Rolling Stone writer who was there interviewing Keith. He was actually at Nelcott in the south of France where they were recording, and he I mean he had a ton of information for us, and he was just like he he gave us a list of all the records that they were listening to, and we used that like so instead of just. We didn't have we didn't write scenes where the Rolling Stones were sitting around listening to the Rolling Stones <laughs> like that's not what they were doing they were sitting around listening to like Carol King Tapestry and Santana and um like a ton of reggae and they were listening to I oh got I I have that list somewhere um they were listening to like a, just a lot of just great music and and that's what we used and we were dealing with the the drug addiction that Keith was dealing with, the drug addiction that his girlfriend Anita was dealing with, the fact that Mick Jagger was getting married, the fact that Mick Jagger slept with Anita, who was Keith's girlfriend. We were dealing with all the dynamics and the, the shit that these guys were dealing with personally. And look, the movie's probably going to, well, probably won't get made. And here's the problem is because so many people are like, well, you need the music. But it's like, but you know, you need to understand like we, this isn't, 
this isn't a traditional music biopic, but that's the problem is that you see these music biopics and it's, it, it's kind of hard to make it and not make it about the music. Like see walk the line isn't so much about the music. It's about the two of them, but they, they got the rights to the music. That's the thing. We haven't gotten the rights to the music because we wrote something that's just different. It's personal. It doesn't really paint Mick and Keith that well. Like we get into some pretty nasty shit. Uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's unfortunate because the script is great. And, um, but that's the thing is that we, 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 we it's the, these music biopics, it's, you need the music and it's kind of got to be about the music or else I, it's, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I'm kind of <laughs> done with them. I'm kind of done with them. They, they're just, they're redundant. And, uh, but the Elvis one, I, I, I feel like the documentary was the better. If you want to watch an Elvis movie, watch the documentary. It, you'll, you're going to get just, you're just, it's not, it doesn't have that Lerman stench. Uh, and, and look, Boz Lerman's an incredibly talented person, but, <laughs> and again, I understand why they went with him, but, and you know what the thing is, it's like, it's weird. I was saying it, he really, he really, uh, stylized the, and gave like a real flashy style to the, to the first half of the, the movie. And then like the NBC special that Elvis did in like 68 and the Vegas stuff was actually filmed relatively pretty like say straight, simple and straightforward. And I, and I feel like if he had flipped it, if the, because like the early stuff, like the early bluesier, him in the South, him discovering the music, if that had been filmed at like just a little more simple, a little grittier, and then and then the the more the movie gone on, the spectacle gets bigger and bigger. I think that would have been better. I don't know. I just I really didn't like it. I, my only takeaway was the kid uh, Austin Butler. That was it. He was great, and I felt like he deserved a better movie. And yeah, I, I, that that's 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 my Elvis review. <laughs> um, it just is. Uh, yeah, I, I I just I didn't love it. Um, I, I just didn't love it and. And yeah, I don't, so like who, who, what other music biopics are up? You know, like who's the one, like who's the next one? I just feel like there, I mean, I'd love it if ours got made. I just don't know. There's so many, there's so much like red tape that needs to, that needs to, um, I don't even know what, like what, what do you need to get through to get through the red tape? Like there's a lot of red tape to get through with that one. And I, I don't know if it'll ever, it's hard enough getting a, like a fucking rom-com made, um, a movie about the biggest band of in the world w- w- without using the music. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, it is tough, but, uh, yeah. So yeah. Like who else could there be? Like, uh, Okay, so you got the Led Zeppelin's two. You could never make a Led Zeppelin biopic. That would just be two. See, this is the thing. We get really excited about these biopics, and I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> it's like you. That's the thing is that like it. We it, it we there's this such a funny reaction when like we've been listening to the, the these people these artists music our whole life, but then when you see the movie, it's like it's almost like you're hearing the music for the first time. And I, I think it's because like you're, you're maybe getting an insight to sort of where their mindset mindset was, what they were dealing with when they wrote the song, even though there's definitely like creative liberties that, that <laughs> movie makers like writers and directors are making like, who knows if, if sort of like 
that's kind of how that certain song was written. And so I think the music kind of seems different. Like you're seeing it in a different way, but like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of done with them. They're, they're really fucking annoying. I just want to watch comet movies. Um, but I'm genuinely, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think who's like, there was one, um, I saw one announced a few weeks ago and it was, it was, it was kind of like a, Oh, whoa. See, like Bradley Cooper's making that Leonard Bernstein movie. And that actually might be interesting. See, I wish Bradley Cooper had directed, uh, Elvis because I really liked star is born. It was filmed just very, it was filmed like big and, but it was, it, it wasn't stylized. It was very kind of simple, but, but it, you know, it, it filled the screen. It was big and it was a, it was a big event. Um, but it just, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't flashy. It was exactly what it had to be. And I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. No more about music biopics. I, I think I've fucking wrung that towel dry. I'm just, I'm sick of them. And, um, if you could add, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, what, what, like there's that question, like what song do you wish you had written? Like what movie do you wish you had written? I kind of wish I had written walk hard because it is, that movie is so good. It, it's so good. Um, it, it really is. Uh, so yeah, um, that, that's that. And you know, speaking of Elton John, so I, I saw, I heard that he's doing, he's got that song he does with Dua Lipa or Dua Lipa, however you pronounce that name. <coughs> Um, that it, it's called cold heart, cold heart. It's basically his song sacrifice, which is a great song about like updated. It's like a, it's like a techno remix. Although no, somebody said that it's like, it's sacrifice rocket man. And another one of his songs like Dua Lipa came <laughs> and like gave it a club remix. And I remember hearing it for the first time and I'm just like, Oh, that, Oh man. Like this is where we're at. Like we, we literally, that's such a common, uh, that's such a common thing for, uh, for, I mean, look, uh, you know, movies are rehashing old ideas and, and musicians are rehashing old ideas. And it was, it was like that one, like, what's that one song? Um, the song, uh, that he plays on the piano in big at FAO Schwartz, the, uh, dun, 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 you know, I think it's called dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And then it dun 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 you know that one that the another one that everybody can can play on the piano or at least some of us can play. I could only ever play the dun 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 and I remember when I actually learned how to play that, I felt like fucking Keith Jarrett. I was so proud of myself that I could do that. But heart and soul, heart and soul. So there's like a there was a newer song that came out with that melody. And I was like, wait, what? No, what? What? <laughs> what would have happened? This is what we're doing now. And now Ellen John's doing another one of his songs. Uh, which one is it? Uh, I don't think it's, I guess that's why they call it the blues. It's one of his 80 songs and he's doing an updated version with Britney Spears. And like, it kind of, again, it goes into what I was talking about last, not last week. Like, I don't know why these, you want to stay, re- I don't know why the, we'd want to stay relevant. Like you have your audience, you're Elton John, you can go play MSG and the thing is going to be fucking packed <clears throat> and you could put out new music and you know what? It's not going to be as good as, um, it's not going to be as good as, uh, you know, 
the 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 good shit from like from the seventies and the eighties, but like people will still listen to it because you're Elton John. I don't understand this this need for these older artists to be relevant in with the newer gen. Oh, dude, Mac and me. This movie just goes off the fucking rails. Wow, aliens in church. All right, <laughs> what is this? The History Channel at, at two a.m. Uh, I, I don't, I just, I don't get the, these, while well, these musicians want to be, uh, want to be relevant in it with the, with this new generation. I really, I really don't know what Elton John's, what he's doing. Uh, you know what he's doing? It, okay. It's a cash, it's a cash grab, but like you don't have enough money. Elton John. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. He, so him and Britney Spears are updating one of his songs and then he did the one with dual lip. I'm sure he's <clears throat> going to do another one. Like why was, you know, I'm sure he's got another one up his sleeve. Um, I don't get it. I, I really just, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I think he should just like, just be Elton John. Uh, just, just fucking just keep, keep making music. Like keep making music. I loved when, uh, see, God fucking Billy Joel, Billy Joel does it so right. Like why Billy Joel is the fucking King. I mean, Elvis is the King, but Billy Joel is kind of like the second in line. <laughs> um, because, Wow, this movie. Holy shit. Now, this was... I don't even know if this is, like, coke. I don't don't even know if this is heroin. This is, like, mescaline. (laughs) Like, this movie... Huh. No, this is, like... This is, like, the execs were on mescaline. It's easy to be, like, oh, how much blow are they doing? Yeah, I don't know if it was blow. I think it was, was like, lewds. (laughs) And, like, like food poisoning. (laughs) This fucking movie. Wow. The Blow in the Bubble will be back. As a night love, please tell me it's filmed in L.A. Please tell me we're getting a pullback aerial shot of that. Thank you. That's great. I love when movies... Ta- I love when absurd movies that maybe aren't meant to take in place in L.A. take place in L.A. And when you live here and you, re- you recognize it, I don't know, it's just, it's just a funny... It's just funny, kind of. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, but fucking Billy Joel... Um, Cause I remember when Elton John wanted Billy Joel to write new music and Billy Joel was just kind of like, I don't know, man, I'm good. I, I got my wine and like my young girlfriend, <laughs> like I'm out in Sag Harbor, like I running the groceries and, uh, and yeah, like, wow. And Ronald McDonald as himself. That's great. Nice stunt cast. Um, yeah, I just, I, Billy Joel's doing it exactly how, I, how, how he should do it. He's just, being Billy Joel. He he does his shows and look, I'm sure he fucking goes I'm sure he he pops into his, his studio every now and again and, and writes scribbles some lyrics down and uh and and tickles the keys. But like is it tickles the keys or tickles the ivories? Like what's the cool <laughs> one? What's the cool uh p- uh playing piano um lingo there? Uh but um he just does it right. He's not trying to be relevant because he is relevant. He's Billy Joel. His music plays all the time in bars, dinner parties. I listen to it all the time. He, he'll do shows. He'll play MSG. He'll play the, he'll play the hits. He'll play the deep cuts. Um, I feel like he just appeals to, he's got his audience. Like I, like there's never going to be like, Billy Joel and T Pain, <laughs> fucking uh, linking up to, to to update uh to update fucking uh, <laughs> um, uh my life. 
Uh, and if there is, that's just, just let's get a comet to just, uh, like, but <laughs> like, can we get an asteroid? Um, because, uh, yeah, it's just uh, Billy Joel. He does it so right. He's just, he's an older guy. He's got a legacy super long. I, I just wish I know Elton John is like, Oh mate, you should write new music. And I, I Billy Joel was just kind of like, fuck off. Like what? Like yours music. Like, y- you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's not that I don't think Billy Joel doesn't have it anymore, but like, I think maybe he realizes it's a different time and maybe he, he's, he's not the things that he's writing aren't as good as maybe what he had. And he's just, he's just chilling. He's doing his shows, playing the music that he's like his, his, his catalog of music is so big and he can go play and, and he's got it because it is so big. He can play the deeper cuts and, I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 just where's the, does the Billy Joel biopic? Um, please tell me that it's never happening. Cause that would be, that would be weird. Cause he's kind of weird. Um, I, that, I don't think that would ever, that would ever work. Piano man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, um, I just, yeah, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy Joel just does it right. I, I think he, I think, and I, I kind of think Elton John should take a page out of his book, but you know that, uh, that when, when the new generation calls and it makes you feel cool again, I guess I get in when, you know, there's a lot of zeros on that, on those checks. So what are you going to do? It's not the end of the world. Uh, just don't listen to it. How about that? I think that's the right, uh, <laughs> that's the right, uh, that's the right attitude. Um, God, I saw, uh, I'm enjoying like sharing. Uh, I, I never share. Uh, I, I really don't like sharing stuff to like the Instagram story. I don't like people knowing where I am, but I am enjoying sharing some of the, uh, some of the movies I'm going to see at the new Beverly. Um, bad dude, bad, bad. I called a bad detective, not bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. Ha. Huh. I mean, that movie, and it was Quentin Tarantino's, like, personal print of the movie, um, and fuck, <laughs> oh my god, it was so, you know, Tarantino's got that NC-17 version, and my god, that movie is, uh, is something else, um, but then Mean Streets was on after it, and man, Martin Scorsese, like, him, I don't love all his movies, I do like most of his movies, um, I, I like most of his movies, but seeing his movies, seeing any movie on the big screen in its original print is great. Martin Scorsese's movies. And, and you know what? I think this is why he gets so salty about, um, about like movies of today. Um, although, you know what? Sometimes I feel like he should just fucking shut the fuck up too. like, like my complaining about Elton John is kind of similar to Martin Scorsese complaining about, uh, uh, about like Marvel movies. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Just don't see them. Um, and that's what I do. That's what I do with, with Elton John. But, uh, his movies like on the original film, they, like this is the thing, like those, those Marvel movies are like a Michael Bay movie. I mean, those are big or like a Baz Luhrmann movie. Like you go see them in the theater. And I mean, it's whether the movie's good or not, it's a big, just spectacle. It, it, it fill, it just fills the room. They're very, you know, immersive and, and yeah, Scorsese movies, especially a movie like mean streets, which, which is a quieter movie. It's, 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 it's not boring. Uh, but you know, not a ton happens. It's just like a neighborhood movie. 
Um, like it, you know, it's, it's, it was definitely like, like, I feel like Scorsese knew the people in the movie, like it's a small movie and even taxi driver as, as unbelievable as taxi driver is, it's a relatively small movie in comparison to like, you know, like Goodfellas is just bigger. There's kind of more going on, but going back to mean streets, like that's a smaller movie, but I mean, his movies are so, I mean, it fills the fucking screen. Like it is just. It's just a very immersive experience. So you just get sucked into that world. Uh, same with Taxi Driver. Like Taxi Driver, seeing Taxi Driver in the on the big screen at, at a place like the New Beverly. That and it was like a it was like a crackly print of the f- movie. Like, oh man! Like you just you just get sucked into it. I mean, Scorsese just goddamn it, he's fucking good. And and it, that's this is this is what's great about that theater is that you just you really. Because you can put on any Scorsese movie at home and, and enjoy it, but like seeing him in, on the big screen, it really fuck. I mean, you just you just I don't know the, the, him in particular because he's just so good. You um, you just feel it. You just feel it more. I don't mean to <laughs> sound like Elijah Wood here, but uh, you just you just yeah you, you just get, you get sucked into it. That guy, I mean, he's just the king. He's the absolute king with a lot of kings on this episode. Um, Billy Joel, Elvis, Martin Scorsese. Um, you know who's not the king was the guy, um, uh, the guy from Police Academy. I think Operation Miami Beach, who also played Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld, who's in this new Medicare commercial I'm watching right now, and he looks terrible. <laughs> like that is a that's an interesting career. Police Academy. He plays Eric Lassard's son. And then Seinfeld, which, and he was pretty funny on Seinfeld, and he's on like three episodes. That's, that's nice. But then now Medicare commercials, that's, a, and with like a quarter zip, <laughs> that is, uh, huh. Now, did he audition for that? Or, like, I'd love to know how he got that one. It's like when Tom Selleck was in those, um, was in those, uh, what the fuck were those commercials Tom Selleck was in? Um, where he was just dressed like he, he like he was dressed like he was like an LL like an entire LL Bean catalog, um, just just head to toe LL Bean. What were those commercials? Um, yeah, reverse mortgages. <laughs> it's just like wait a second, what? Like Tom's like why? I love how that's great. When you Google something, the best place to live is the people also ask why does Tom Selleck advertise for reverse mortgages? I love, I love, <laughs> I love people. People also ask. That's where you really. Um, why, why does Tom Selleck advertise for reverse mortgages? What commercial does Tom Selleck do? Who did the reverse mortgage commercials before Tom Selleck? That's a great question, actually. Who did? Wait, let's see who did do them. Why did they have to go to Selleck? Was, uh, was, uh, <laughs> fucking, um, let's see. Yeah, who? Oh, Fred Thompson. Oh, man. Okay. Fred Thompson. Yeah, interesting. He was that actor, but there was also actually like a state senator or something. Um, but then who did it before Fred Thompson? Was it Hugh Hauser? Um, what does Tom Selleck know about reverse mortgages? Nothing. He's an actor and there's a script. It's called a commercial. Uh, is AAG in trouble? What is Tom Selleck's salary? Oh my God. So good. I, I love those. Ah, 45 million. That's kind of nice. Um, uh, 
who owns the Reagan? Okay, we don't need to get into that more. But that I, people also ask is so fun. Um, okay, what movie do you have coming up? Oh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, just as we're about to wrap this up, I've never seen this movie. Wow, Royal Dano is that Paul Dano's dad? <laughs> um, I've heard this movie's great. Uh, shit, I wish I wish I was doing a, some more a longer pod. Um, let's get into some shout outs here. Uh, I think we got about two minutes left. Um, yes, here we go. All right, let's get into some shout outs. All righty, guys. I uh, hope you're having a good week. Hope you're having a good August. Uh, football's back. And yeah, football's coming back. So here we go. Um, let's see here. Um, hey, shout out. Uh, I've been seeing this pop up a lot. Shout out Addicted to Stardew. <laughs> shout out. Um, hey, shout out White Mike 40. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Manic Movie Monday. You know who you are. Shout out. Um, let's see. Hey, shout out Bud Sudson. A good buddy from uh, from college. Um, let's see. Hey, shout out Streethawk66. Shout out. Let's see here. Hey, shout out Rebecca Carey Crochet. Shout out. Um, and then last one. Shout out to... Hey, shout out Man one Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening. If you are listening. And, uh, yeah. Having a good time here. <clears throat> Let's get this song right a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that. Um, wow, Goodwill. God, groceries are so... Carrying grocery, carrying groceries is so 80s. God, the groceries are so 80s. Like, in the bags, before they had the handles where you had to carry them, like, with both hands. God damn it. You know, again, they say simpler times, but, like, carrying those groceries without the handles, that sucked. Um, you were always dropping them. Um, now, now you get, like, now they double bag, although now they charge for them, which kind of sucks. But, um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. You know what? Again, if, if you're intrigued by Elvis, go see it for the for the kid that plays him uh austin butler shout out to him he's good go see it if you want to and because you might like it because i know there are people that liked it if you're intrigued if you're an elvis fan go see it um so that's that is it camp good what is camp good by wreck of the week um i thought i had one fuck uh shit what is it um if see i'd say bad lieutenant if you haven't seen it the problem is that movie is so controversial with a few scenes that the NC 17 version is really hard to find. Um, I'm sure you can find it on a bit torrent <laughs> somewhere, but it's tough to find. Um, and you need to see the NC 17 version cause it just, that's what the movie is. Um, I'm trying to think what, uh, I thought I had one. Damn it. No, I guess I don't. Um, I guess I don't. I'm rewatching The Sopranos right now, so I, so maybe I won't have one for a sec. But uh, fuck. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Woodstock '99. Uh, there's a Woodstock '99 documentary, a new one on um, on uh, Netflix. There was one on HBO Max. If you've seen the HBO, watch them both because they're both good. Um, yeah, this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, Woodstock 99. Um, 
uh, yeah, the one on HBO is, is I think the better one, but the one on Netflix is perfectly fine. It was like the fire, the fire festival ones. They were both good. I kind of preferred the Hulu one actually, but they were both good and you should watch the, you should watch both Woodstock 99 documentaries, even though they're pretty similar. But you know, I got to say like Woodstock 99. Okay. It was a fucking disaster for sure. But like I, I, it's, I, I feel like they're trying to make it out. Like, I, I think if you ask, I feel like if you, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like if you ask most people, if they had fun at Woodstock 99, I think most of them are probably like, dude, it was fucking awesome. Like they're, they're the documentaries definitely look at, at a certain, they're, like they're looking at the people like that weren't in, in kind of the pit that weren't in. Cause like literally when Limp Bizkit and Corn and all these, all these bands are playing, you look out, that's a monster wave of people jumping up and down, having a good time. Granted, there was some awful shit going on in that crowd, but like, I think for the most part, it's like, they're trying to paint it. Like it was this disaster and nobody had any fun. I think a lot of, it looked to me like a lot of people actually were having fun. Um, the 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 the, the shitheads in uh, in it are the two guys that put it on like the guy who put on the original Woodstock and look he, he's passed away so rest in peace but like he that dude just seems so like vacant uh which I'm sure he is he probably did a he probably just fucking had a like an IV of LSD <laughs> I could, like that guy probably just dropped so much acid all the time I mean, I think that's kind of like a prerequisite. If you're going to start Woodstock, you're probably not sober. Um, and he, he seems like he's done a ton of acid and he's just very checked out because when he's, he puts on Woodstock 99, he doesn't seem to really know much about the bands. Um, he doesn't seem to really, he's just, he's again, he's checked out. He's not really, he just doesn't seem to be connected to really anything he just got he's he found a way he found a guy that can promote it and he's just fucking counting his money um like like that's what he's doing like he he doesn't know who corn is um and and he's not even looking at all like the bad shit that was happening he's backstage just and then in an air-conditioned room in his short shorts just fucking chilling he he does he's not there and then the guy that is promoting it Again, I, it was just a total, it was just a cash grab. Um, but I feel like they were, I don't know. It, it, I got to say, like, I don't know. Everybody tries to blame like Limp Biscuit and Corn and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I don't really know that I do. Uh, I, I, I really don't. I blame the promoters for just for half-assing it. I mean, they half-assed it. They, they charged a ton of money. And, and, you know, the, there was the, obviously it was hot as shit out. There's nothing you can do about that. So it the, the infrastructure w- was, was, was set up for that, for, for it to end as it did. There was just no security. Like they, they half-assed it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like literally like Fred Durst is just supposed to go out there with this sea of people. Like, do you know what, what that adrenaline, like what adrenaline can kind of like do to you? Like you, it, it gets you riled up. And I don't know if he was riling them up. He's putting on a fucking show. Like that was, if he went out there and he was like, calm down, <laughs> it would have been like, I don't, know, I don't know about calm. Like no way. Like none of them would have done that. They're out there doing their thing. And yeah, it, it fucking, it got out of hand. I, I, I feel like they were kind of blamed and I don't know that that's necessarily fair. Um, the blame is the two guys that put it on and, and both documentaries pretty much like get into that. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Fred Durst. I, I probably would have done the same fucking thing if I was him. And I made the music that they make, and I see that many people that are that excited to see me. I'm gonna be like, let's take a, let's take it down. We're gonna do, a, we're gonna do an acoustic set. You know, like that actually probably would have led to more violence. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't. I thought I had a better fucking point. Uh, uh, like a comparison to Fred Durst getting a, like, of course that's what Fred Durst would do. Um, shit. I, I, I forget it. I got to start writing stuff down more, but, um, yeah, I don't blame Durst. I, I really don't. I, I, I think they were doing exactly what they were supposed to do. Uh, and you know what? I actually feel like the Netflix one, throws the guys who ran it under the bus more i i kind of felt like the hbo one sort of threw uh i feel like they kind of threw limp biscuit under the bus a little bit i that was kind of my takeaway and yeah i don't i don't know i, I, I you know corn comes just they come out and they're they're just gonna do they're gonna do new songs <laughs> like no they're gonna do like it's not a billy joel concert where it's just it's just different audiences like that was just a fucking, uh, yeah, it was, that, that's what that audience was. It, again, you know, it, it really shouldn't have been called Woodstock 99. It, it, it really shouldn't have. Um, it, it was just like, it, that, like, that just wasn't Woodstock. And, and you know, they say that the, that the Woodstock name is ruined. And obviously, like, I don't know if they had, I think they tried to do another Woodstock, but um, I don't know if they would do one now since that guy died, but then maybe they should do one now with that guy passed away because that guy who passed away, who put on the original Woodstock was just out to lunch. So not, not because he was not, uh, he was just, he just wasn't with it. Uh, that what happened at Woodstock 99, I feel like would never happen today. I feel like, I feel like they, I, I just feel like security today like, look, I know there was that Travis Scott thing, but, like, if there wasn't, like, a big, like, I feel like Coachella is, like, I don't like Coachella. I'd never go to Coachella, but I feel like Coachella is pretty well run. Um, now, granted, the musical acts are different, but I don't know. I, I feel like they could do Woodstock again and learn from their mistakes, or they couldn't, or they should just bag it. Um, I just feel like if they tried to do it again, it would be run much smoother. Um, or not. I don't know what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, that, that's that. Watch the, watch the Woodstock HBO one and the Woodstock 99 Netflix one and see which one you like better. Cause, um, they're both, they're both good. They're, they're, it's compelling. The, the document, the stories are compelling and I'm, I'm so glad I wasn't there, but you know what? I got to say, had I been there, I think I, I, when everything was getting burned up, I, I probably would have thrown some shit in the fire. Like, I don't know. Like you look around at the people there, they're all fucking young. I like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I probably would have done the same damn thing. Um, I also, I would have hated the heat. So I very well could have left early, but like, I definitely would have thrown something in the fire. I feel like I would have gotten, uh, I would have gotten mixed up in that, but, um, but that's that. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. And, uh, And that's that. All right. Talk to you all next week.